Hey, I'm Steve. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Kalia, the communications manager. And how are you today? I'm doing good. I've had a busy morning so mm-hmm. far, but all good things. Yeah. Busy morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're both cold because we're both wearing yeah. coats in this room it's here. I guess chilly. we should turn on the heat a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So what's already? On, it's already Christmas. It's December. Yeah. Now, I get in trouble if I watch NFL football in August in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to. It's against the rules at my house to watch the NFL in August, so I have to sneak it in. And it's also against the rules to start talking about Christmas before December. Mm. But we're in December now. We can talk about Christmas. Yeah, I see. Okay, what's on your Christmas list? What is on my Christmas list? I'm not making a sh- any... A shacket. Do you guys know what a shacket is? <laughs> I, <laughs> I learned okay, this Okay, I have no idea. I learned this from Debbie Pierpoint. It's like a jacket that's also like a shawl or sweater. So have you seen like the long plaid? So it's called a shacket? Shackets. They're shackets. Sounds yeah. like sachet. Shacket. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's on the top of your list? Top of my list, yeah. Does, does your husband know this? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and he will get them. <laughs> maybe, maybe you sound them. very <laughs> you sound very confident about that. Did you like point it out? I like, am. here's what I want. Click here. No, he he's good about picking out coats for me. It's it's kind of his thing. So, okay, you know, my first Christmas, I deviate from the podcast. Mary goes, I don't like green. Oh, and I bought her a green sweater. She's still. 33 years later she still like brings Does it she up wear it? well no no, no she what never shade did of green is it she goes i told you I don't like green no. this is like 30 years ago yeah okay <laughs> hey speaking of christmas we're back on track here uh i thought we would talk about misconceptions about christmas okay because i think that people a lot of times have um in culture there's a lot of myths maybe or things we think we know about the christmas story that aren't quite right Uh so i made a list here and the first one that i wrote down is christmas copied saturnalia whoa okay so do do you know anything about saturnalia yeah so saturnalia is that roman holiday where people would get together and do um grotesque things (laughs) like worship their gods and indulge in gluttony and have orgies with each other yeah yeah you that's that's right Mm -hmm. so i had never heard of saturnalia until i watched this uh, tv series called the big bang theory okay have you heard of that yes yeah of course Mm -hmm. you have yeah sheldon sheldon cooper yeah so (laughs) they uh they talked he said i don't celebrate christmas because of saturnalia what is that okay so i started doing my own research back Mm -hmm. then on what is saturnalia and i think you nailed it that um you know, they had this, it was pretty bad stuff. And they yeah. would actually go to like to houses naked and singing, you know, so oh. people, well, that's naked where we got carols. Naked, yeah. So people, that's where caroling came from. And I'm like, I don't think so. Um, and so that's kind of out there that I think in certain thinking, but in one sense, Christmas has nothing to do with Saturnalia. And one reason that we kind of know this is because Christians started talking about Christmas before Saturnalia was a thing. Mm. So that kind of pops that yeah. bubble a little bit right mm-hmm. and then they're so different in their uh in what they do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, traditions mm-hmm. but i think one thing that christians are good at doing if i could say this is that they take cultural things and they try to redeem them yeah. for redemptive purposes right mm-hmm. and so uh taking 
a certain kind of cultural holiday and infusing it with something Christian and changing it is a way to reach in the culture. Right. I think one example of that is the whole Halloween thing, which we talked about in a yeah. podcast. You and I don't like Halloween. No. And, but we, Christians, I think, substitute a, hall, a fall harvest yeah. festival mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And yeah. Trying to. Something similar around the same time to some, but, but do then re- outreach. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then redeeming the purpose yeah. of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think, I think that's kind of a out there floating around that Saturnalia was uh, the basis of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's not. Uh, when you read through the church fathers and stuff, that's not really the case at all. Another one I had listed here is they had a local Motel 6 in Bethlehem. Whoa, crazy. crazy. We'll leave, we'll leave <laughs> the light on for you. Who built it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you've probably heard many sermons like, you evil people of Bethlehem, you didn't leave any room in your local motel for this couple who's having a baby and uh, you have no room in your hearts for Jesus just like they didn't Mm -hmm. have you heard sermons like that yes I have yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I try not to preach sermons like that thank you (laughs) (laughs) I think it's best for all of us (laughs) well what is interesting to me is that I was reading some archaeological stuff and I don't think there are any commercial inns hotels okay in Bethlehem during that time period wow so that's one one thing right yeah and this whole thing, there was no room for them at the inn, mm-hmm. uh, depending on your translation, or there was no guest room for them. I think some of the translations have switched to. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes in homes in Bethlehem, they would have little additions uh, onto the side of the house, mm-hmm. and that's where the animals were. Okay. And so, so if your home is already overcrowded with people... The overflow was this little attached side room that also had the animals in it. Okay, and this is where the manger was. Right. Okay. The other thing that I've actually seen archaeological drawings is I dig up stuff in Israel, is that uh, a lot of the homes had, you know, living quarters were on top, mm-hmm. and then kind of underneath is where all the animals were. So they'd bring the animals in at night so nobody would steal your horse oh, okay. or your donkey yeah. or your chickens. Yeah. And and also, it provided heat. Mm-hmm. Kind of probably didn't smell so good. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. But. And so this this uh, term in the New Testament for the guest room or the inn is that extra sleeping pa- space inside your home. Okay. As well. And so what I I kind of surmising after reading a bunch of information on this is that is that probably what happened. They go to their hometown in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. They go to the relative's house. Mm -hmm. But since all these relatives are coming for the census, Mm -hmm. they've already run out of room. Okay. And so the only place for them is down with the animals. Okay. But it's in somebody's home. It's not out in the barn. Okay. So they're in Bethlehem. They're looking for a place to stay. And then they're rejected by people because they don't have room in their houses until they come to a home with some space. I'm guessing animals. Here, I'm guessing here a little bit that they went to a cousin's house. Okay. S- speculating, mm-hmm. which would have been a, co- a normal custom. They show up at a relative's house, and since all the relatives are coming for this census, yeah, they're overcrowded. Uh huh. And so they don't have any room in a proper bedroom, yeah. but now they have room in this where all the animals are in their okay. house, which is usually downstairs, mm-hmm. or a side room. 
And so it looks like to me they there's no room for them in the formal guest bedroom. So we're going to put them up next to the house or where the animals are. Okay. Wherever those were kept. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is that, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That, so, not a hotel. Not a, it make, it yeah. actually makes more sense. It does a little make bit. more sense, yeah. And this, a manger, mm-hmm. I used to think growing up, well, a manger is a barn, mm. but a manger is a feeding trough. Okay. So, they're usually V shaped mm-hmm. to put the grain in for their animals. Mm-hmm. And most of them were made out of stone. Okay, wow. And often, many of them they've excavated were cut out in their floors of their homes because of that basement thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a two-tiered home. So in part of the basement is where the animals were, so they cut out a feeding trough for them. Hmm. So that's probably where they laid Jesus. Jesus. Okay. In a feeding trough, mm-hmm. to me, which is worse than a barn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right. Yeah, so it's the thing animals are eating out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's uh, I think another thing. Another thing is that I wrote down number three is the the magi arrived the very night Jesus was born, like perfect timing. Mm, as he was being born. <laughs> as he's being born, they probably helped out, right? Yeah. Boiling water. Yeah. <laughs> which I think they tell husbands to do what that. What can so we do? Th- so they can get out of the room, like leave us alone. You know, <laughs> just you're all nervous. You're going to pass out. Go mm-hmm. boil water. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when do you think they showed up? Uh, I, Maybe in the vicinity of his birth, like within a few days, maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a year or two later. A year or two later. Yeah, because wow. it says when they came to see him, mm-hmm. they used the word technon for child, not the word for infant. Mm. And usually that's a two or three year old. And so when they're referring to his birth, they use the word for infant and yes. not technon. Okay. Wow. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. So, and also kind of fits better the story because they go to Herod first, right? Mm hmm. They say, when is this, so then Herod, when is the baby going to be born? Where will the baby be born? Where will the king of the Jews be born? Yeah. And then they uh, don't go back to Herod. Mm-hmm. He wants them to. So he has all the babies under the age of two murdered. Yeah. So Jesus is probably around the age of two when they showed up because Herod's trying to, yeah. you know, eliminate any threat. Right. Wow. Yeah. So how many magi do you think there were? One, 18, five, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not, thir- not three, though, just because that's not specifically stated. But Yeah, it doesn't say yeah. that in the text, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Gold, frankincense. So they bring three gifts, so we yeah. kind of... attribute the three gifts to three people, but yeah. Yeah, so... So in your mate, do you have a nativity scene at your home? I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Because you just moved into your apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We actually got it, uh, I think, over the summer from the, have you been to the Swahili store at Fifth Street Market? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, it's so cool. It's like. Is that the one that you used to be on Broadway? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've been in it. It's like this little mm-hmm. straw nativity scene. It's super cute. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you have wise men in it? Yeah. So really, they probably weren't there. <laughs> there's, there's three of them. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. three, right? Yeah. Every nativity scene has three. All of you out there, you have three. Yeah, throw away your nativity scene. No, you should buy no, two. No. Throw away. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm kidding. So you should, you should buy two nativity scenes and put six. Yeah, wise men, you know, just but, to mix it up. Yeah, you're but don't right. have two baby Jesus. Okay, yeah, that That'd would be, be weird. Yeah, That'd be incorrect. <laughs> Radical. Radical. Yeah, it would be, and. Uh, so they probably arrive a year or two later. Okay. 
Which is interesting, right? Because yeah, most people think they have this misconception that they were there that night. Yeah. But who was there? The mama and, <laughs> and, well, the shepherds. and Joseph and the shepherds. And the shepherds yeah. show up, right? Mm-hmm. So, but not the magi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't like this big crowd all of a sudden okay with magi and all their s- people that they bring with them and yeah but it's later okay yeah interesting a lot of people think that the gold they brought is probably what sustained them huh. to fly to egypt wow. well not fly but to flee yeah. to egypt right so they have all this expensive stuff mm-hmm. and that's really the means by which they can go to egypt so you think they're in bethlehem for two years and then flee to egypt with the gold that the yeah Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. mine. Yeah, that's your theory. That's my theory. Yeah. Oh. I'm speculating. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. No, it does. It does. Right? Because mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they're not, we know they're not wealthy because when they dedicate Jesus at the temple eight days later, every child uh-huh. is dedicated to the temple eight days later mm-hmm. as a gift because you're signifying that this child is a gift from, from the Lord. And so they offer uh, turtle doves. They do the bare minimum offering, which indicates they're poor. Mm, Yeah. So which I think indicates, once again, that Jesus is born in very humble circumstances. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can get more humility than a... Being born in a feeding tray. Yeah. 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 And in the worst bedroom of the house, which is where all the animals are. Yeah. Okay. Can't imagine. All right. So my next one that I wrote down for these misconceptions of Christmas is Christians copied Greek mythology and made up the virgin birth. There was no virgin birth. Wow. Have you ever heard that one before? No. Where is there a virgin birth in Greek mythology? Well, I'm glad you asked. Do you want me to pull it up right here? Yeah. And I have to put on my glasses probably to figure that out. And... um, which I will. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I can't see my screen so. without it. And, uh, yeah, so the virgin birth was, I was just on the tip of my tongue, too. Um, oh, man, my screen did something funny, and now I can't. So uh, I had it right here. I'll have to look it up later. Okay. But, but um It was Theroditus. Theroditus. Yeah, in the 5th century B.C. Okay. So um, I'm just now remembering. Yeah. So he would, they they would write things like, um, wasn't the 5th century. It was the 3rd century because we're talking about Alexander the Great who died in 312 B.C. And so part of the things is Alexander's father uh-huh. was uh, walked into his bedroom and his wife is sleeping with a snake and the snake causes her to get pregnant Okay, we're talking bizarre stuff here. I'm not going to yeah. go into detail because there's more detail I don't want to hear. And then um, <clears throat> now I remember why I didn't want to bring it up on, on my screen. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up on my screen. Yeah. And so that, uh, so that Alexander was born uh, in a virgin birth kind of way. Mm. Okay. okay. Because they all exonerated Hellenistic people, yeah. Jew, uh, Greek-speaking and thinking people, exonerated Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. And so they have the stories of virgin birth and stuff. So some people would say, see, Christians copied that story yeah. and brought it in. But it's, it's... It's so different. It's different, right? It's so different. <laughs> yeah, it's so different. And it makes me think about 
the serpent and the the Christians understanding of the serpent and what happened in the garden. So I don't understand why we would take a story like that and try to um, Christify it. Yeah, that's interesting. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. So the stories are so different. There's yeah, no comparison. And we have never held a serpent on any pedestal. No. So, yeah, that's an interesting that we would derive it from that story. Well, people are trying to say we say did. Say that we uh, would derive right? it from and that story. And that's yeah. just, they're just so far different. Yeah. And so uh, the virgin birth being miraculous, a lot of people say, or, or people are critical of the Bible. See, that's a miracle. Miracles don't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is very interesting that after the virgin birth story in Luke and Matthew, that the virgin birth is not a something the apostles talked about Hmm. it doesn't come up really yeah what really comes up is the resurrection as the big miracle that's the thing yeah yeah Yeah. so the text says in luke that uh, mary was overshadowed that's the only phrase used okay overshadowed by the holy spirit wow so a miraculous birth yeah happened right then wow yeah so that's the um so i don't i i reject the uh, <laughs> the uh, we, Greek mythology yeah. made, uh, that Christians copied stuff yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. So here's my here's my last one: the star that led the led the Magi. Mm-hmm. It was actually a comet. A comet. Well, people say that. Oh, okay. So, Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with saying that it's a comet is that uh, comets. Comments go and they don't stop. This star does weird stuff. It stops, it goes, mm-hmm. and things like that. It leads, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and what happens is that scientific people or people who are really into this stuff try to figure out hey, was there a natural alignment of the stars in about the same year that Jesus was born that would have this brilliance to it that people would see that would be unusual? Mm hmm. And sometimes they trace it to different dates, like 30 AD, which is way past his birth, life. Of, yeah, his, his, his birth, birth. Mm-hmm. or even um, many, many years before he was born. Mm-hmm. One explanation that theologians pop out is that the star is actually an angel. Okay. And there is some, I, I understand how they get there because often with Hebrew people, they had this kind of idea that. Uh, the stars were pushed by angels mm. in the skies. And there's some allusions to that in the Psalms. Yeah. One uh, thought is that that the star was just simply the glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God. Yeah. So it's that word Shekinah is used when they the people were led out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so they had uh, the glory of God at night and the pillar of fire by, by day, day, right? Yeah. So this... And it makes a little bit sense that this is a supernatural phenomenon, not a natural phenomenon. Yeah. I guess that would be the point. Whether it's an angel or the glory of God, this this event of the star moving is just simply yeah. something supernatural. It has less to do with astronomy and more to do with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. You said it better than I did. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> okay. So when you think about Christmas and sometimes people's misconceptions, what do you think is the, is the primary thing that we ought to be thinking about as Christians. Mm, uh, regarding people's Re- misconceptions? No, regarding Christmas itself. Oh, regarding Christmas? Yeah. I think, I mean, pr- presenting Christmas for what it is, which is the birth of Jesus, 
And I think a lot of the misconceptions happen because we don't always do that well and Mm -hmm. we we make we leave space for doubt. So I think um, being explicit that this season is about Christ, it's about his coming Mm -hmm. to save humanity and his incarnation and being vocal about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've always found that this word incarnation throws people for a loop, Mm. which I think in simple terms means that God became a human being. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas. Grace and peace be with you, and we hope to see you in church. <laughs>